That's working. Uh, okay, hold on a sec. Okay. All right, here we go. Eric Corey joins us. Uh, nice to see you, sir. Nice, uh, nice to talk to you too. Okay, so tell me how you'd like to see a bunch of kids spending their summer. Well, uh, with this reading challenge, ideally, uh, we're really excited to be running it back again for uh, the fourth year now. So it's a great initiative, uh, partnership with First Book Canada, Tangerine, and Penguin Random House. Uh, we're excited, like I said, to do it for the fourth year now. We get a uh, hundred grade five students all across the GTA. They've uh, been nominated by their parents and teachers, and they take part in this uh, awesome five-week challenge. Okay, so how does it work? I mean, do they make a list of the books they're going to read? Do you give them a list of books? How does it, you know what's the structure of this? Yeah, so they'll all be reading the same five books. Uh, we focused on BIPOC authors, and every week they get a new book uh, starting this Friday. And they read the book, they write a book report on it, and then they have a chance to virtually meet with the author of the book and discuss the book. It's it's a great initiative, and we're so thankful to have uh, five great authors working with us. Okay, well, tell me a bit about that, because, wow, if I was a kid and I had a chance to read some of the people who wrote the stories that I read, I would be beside myself. Yeah, I'm excited personally to be a part of it. Um, I'm going to sit in on as many of them as I can. But... Uh, we're, we have the five books picked out. The first one this Friday is going to be The Secret Diary of Mona Hassan by Salman Hussein. And then we just go on uh, week after week. Uh, next is Maisie Chen's Last Chance by Lisa Yi, uh, Tumble by Celia Perez, Futureland Battle for the Park by H.D. Hunter, and then finally Born Behind Bars by, excuse my pronunciation, Padma Venka Tremen. So all five authors have given us their generous time. Um, we're so thankful to be able to to get a hundred of these books to get out to the students. Um, and it's just such an exciting initiative. Books were a huge part of my youth. So I'm wondering what they meant to you growing up. Yeah. Especially in the summertime when yeah. everything quiets yeah. down. Uh, in during the school year, obviously you're reading the the books that the schools talked about and assigned, but the summertime long days and, and we started this during covid when there wasn't much as much going on so especially then books are so important but as a youth i mean that's a big chunk of my summer would be a mixture of sports and reading books so it's kind of cool to see them both intertwine with each other uh, with the nine to five initiative okay do any books stand out for you when you were growing up when you were a teenager yeah i'm trying to think back to grade five what yeah. books i was reading grade five would be about a 10 year old uh that's probably when harry potter was a big thing so i'd say those would be uh some of the the big ones but other ones i loved there was uh, a great one called things fall apart by chinua chibe and that's i remember a, a summer that uh, i couldn't put that book down what for you is kind of the magic of of reading and especially summer because it's really an aspect of things. Like if you read all of the, you know, book review sections in newspapers, it's all about like, here are the 10 books you need to read this summer. There's something about summer that lends itself to books. Yeah. You just have time. You don't, you're not in a rush to ever put it down. Um, as I get older, I find I'm reading more and more in nonfiction, but you miss the fiction days of past where you can just immerse yourself in the story. There, there's, Oftentimes, there's no pictures or anything along those lines. You're just getting to imagine everything, seeing how the characters uh, are presenting themselves. You almost get to, as the author is guiding you through it, you kind of dictate it in your own mind, the, the visuals and the way they sound, the way they're interacting with each other. And you can really immerse yourself in it. 
Well, and that's an aspect to this particular project where, you know, I used to read books when I was a kid, but I never got to, you know, call uh, the author and and spend some time with them. So that's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. that's We're so thankful that they've uh, donated their time and are there to, to interact with the students. And I'm sure some of the authors might uh, see something differently after they, they speak with all the students of, oh, that's how you interpreted it. That's pretty neat. Yeah, cool. Uh, and listen, I can't talk to somebody associated with the Raptors uh, and the Raptors 905 without asking you how things are going these days. Uh, what's up? Oh, we uh, just were in the gym this morning. Uh, coach Darko, the new coach, has been amazing so far. He's uh, working out with some of the rookies. We're getting on court, and the draft picks look great so far. Coach has been an uh, awesome addition to the staff, um, changing changing the way things are done a little bit, and and bring his own, his own new perspective. So the, the organization's in a really exciting spot right now. Okay. And with the Raptors, this new guy, Dick, I mean, is this, uh, is this going to be out of control or is this exactly what the Raptors need? Oh, he's uh, such a personality. Um, the draft night was last Thursday, I believe. And he came out in an unbelievable red suit. So it, it kind of matches who he is as a person. He's uh, so friendly, so engaging, but uh, one great basketball player as well. Thank you, sir. Good to have you. Thanks for having me on. Okay, let me stop this down. And-